0: One of the critical pieces of addiction is the support group. As we learned in previous episodes, having a connection is super important. A lot of times in the addiction process, the family and friends play a key role to help the person. There is a lot of information on how to help people with an addiction that isn't always made aware to the support group. Today, we're going to talk with two individuals who have had family members who suffered from substance use disorder. Welcome back to the third and final episode of Drug Talk. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me throughout this series. This process has been both fascinating and helpful for me, and I hope for you as well. In this final episode, I sat down with two individuals who wished to remain anonymous. Both of these individuals experienced life with a father who had a substance use disorder. I wanted to learn a little bit about their personal experiences before I learned what family members of addicts can do to help them. My first guest, we'll call him Joe, told me a little bit about how his knowledge and awareness of the addiction grew as he grew up.
1: I, mean, I didn't notice too much when I was growing up how it was affecting him, but as I got older and now more, I see how it keeps him, keeps him down keeps him in a depressed state, doesn't, def- definitely doesn't help his well-being in that way, and it just kind of consumes him, it seems like to me.
0: According to Boardwalk Recovery Program, addiction and depression are two of the most common mental health illnesses. Many times, these disorders happen multiple times and can be very serious. As we've discussed with past professionals, these illnesses actually change the brain, and we have very little ways to properly and effectively treat them. My second guest, we'll call her Abby, grew up with a father who had a substance use disorder. She was very well spoken and works as a teacher in the greater Milwaukee area. When I asked her to tell me what she might recommend to someone in her position who's trying to effectively and safely help an individual with an addict, she stressed the importance of keeping a healthy distance.
1: I think that distance is extremely important and not necessarily like cutting anyone off um, out of your life, I think it's important to just realize that this is not your, your addiction. The, the addiction is not your fight. It's someone that you love's fight, but you need to realize that you have your own life and your own priorities that you need to worry about and prioritize because your life is the most important life, you know, in your world. And, um, I do highly recommend therapy to kids who grow up in homes with addiction because addiction runs in our blood. It's something that comes very easily to us, and throughout my experience um, with alcohol or other addictive substances, it took you know it took a toll on me for a little while when I started to act like everybody else did because not everybody else has that addictive gene so Taking a moment to step back and realize what's my relationship with this substance is extremely important because, you know, we see it in our loved ones and we see the consequences, the long-term consequences. And we have to remember, like, is that the future we want? Um, a lot of this came from, you know, going to therapy and being able to talk about my experiences and with someone who's educated in, you know, addictions and families. And learning how to be my own person outside of that addiction. A lot of times addiction causes codependency in families because the addiction is so strong and you know it it just brings everybody into it. And codependency, the more I learn, the more an awe I am of like how deeply it runs. I just think educating yourself on the reality of the situation and accepting the reality of the situation has really helped me grow as my own person instead of growing inside of someone else's addiction you know that's been brought into my life.
0: Joe explained that while he understood that keeping distance was important and helpful a big part of the process for him when you're helping someone is taking your time. You can't always be exactly what your friend or family member needs all the time so being forthcoming and conversational can have very positive results.
1: For me I'm I'm a planner so I always map things out like I would tell them to to take it slow, no, don't let anyone tell you what you should be doing if you don't feel comfortable doing it, then don't do it. Have conversations with people you care about about what you're feeling and and yeah, don't like don't feel forced into anything and take it at your own pace.
0: As Abby talked about, when people who are close to the person who is struggling with addiction, a codependent relationship can be created. According to American Addiction Centers, a codependency involves a desire to help the person and show love, but often this help fosters the addiction, and this can be damaging on a long-term basis. These types of relationships often form because people with compassion want to help their friend, their family, their loved one, beat an addiction, but don't always know how to help in the right ways. Oftentimes, we see signs of codependency when someone takes responsibility for an addict, puts the addict's feelings before their own, or is unable to say no to that person that they love. Again, these reactions can be normal for someone who is compassionate and wants to help, but this is not the right way to go about it.
1: Wanting to help has, in some ways, brought my life to a screaming halt and really derailed all of the work I've done on my own self, and my own growth, because it really is a losing battle to try and fix something for someone else, addiction or not, and at some point, all you can do is speak your truth on how their choices are affecting you and they can either take it to the bank and be ready to get help themselves or they're going to keep doing what they want to do. And the situation is different in different times of life and there are, you know, it's the idea where like, okay, maybe I'll try again in a little while. To see if it'll make a difference but sometimes it really just takes that person going through their own journey of realizing that they have a problem and in my own personal journey right now i'm choosing distance because i've spent 23 years trying to help trying to be there trying to you know talk my loved one through it and it's has gotten worse over the years and I and I know that that's not on me but I also know that I can't the only thing I can do is speak my truth and then step back.
0: American Addiction Centers outlined some key ways to help. In order to truly help someone with a substance use disorder the best ways can often seem harsh but if they come from a place of love and are communicated clearly they will likely be much more successful. First as I've learned over and over throughout this series Addiction is not a choice, it's a disease. If we have that mindset, we can start to understand our loved ones and why they continue to relapse. Another step is education. It's always helpful to learn more about the addiction, the relapse, and how professionals recommend going about the process. One very important way to help is to step back. Like Abby said, trying to fix someone else's problem is often a losing battle. And nobody can take on the fight for the person trying to beat the addiction. One major way to help is to seek professionals. Encourage your loved one to go to counseling. In the second episode, I learned how important support can be. In order to be there for your loved one, be supportive and be optimistic, but also don't cover for them. The person struggling needs to deal with their consequences if they want to beat their addiction. I wanted to research these tips and these topics because I want people to understand they aren't alone. So many people, even some close to you, are or have been in your situation. Don't be silent. I didn't know much about this topic when I started, but I've learned so much and just begun to understand and see the stigma around addiction. Please do not take it from me. Take it from the professionals, the doctors, the social workers and people who have seen their family and loved ones go through it firsthand. It's always okay to ask for help. If you want to reach out, my email is bryangeenan at marquette.edu, B-R-Y-A-N period, Geenan, G-E-E-N-E-N at marquette.edu, and I will put you in contact with someone who can help answer questions, provide help, or just listen. For now, this has been the final episode of Drug Talk. Thank you for listening and take care.